Section 3 of The Three Hours of Agony of Our Lord Jesus Christ. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Read by Mark Ernest. The Three Hours of Agony of Our Lord Jesus Christ by Reverend Peter Gilday. Amen, I say to thee, this day thou shalt be with me in paradise. Luke 23, 40. There is a story they used to tell to the children in ages long gone by, that when Mary and Joseph fled with Jesus into Egypt, they took refuge one night in a cave of robbers. The Blessed Mother had finished washing her infant son, and was wrapping him in his swaddling clothes again. When the mother of a baby the same age of Jesus, the wife of one of the robbers attracted by the heavenly light which surrounded the holy family, begged to wash her baby in the same water, for he was born a leper. Our blessed lady graciously gave her the permission. And when the robber's wife had finished, her little boy was cleansed of his leprosy and was made as white as snow. He grew up and joined the robber band, and one day was caught by the officers of the law and was condemned to be crucified with a certain man from Nazareth who had worked wondrous miracles and who called himself the Son of God. The robber too was dying on a cross, dying for his crimes dying in the sight of the innocent Lamb of God, and his life, day by day, from that night in Egypt up to this supreme moment in the history of the world, passed before his eyes. Snatches of rumors that he had heard of the wonder-worker of Israel came back to him. Half-broken memories of a girl raised to life, of a young man restored to his mother, of the resurrection of a man named Lazarus, clamor about his heart-seeking entrance. Old remembrances are being revived, remembrances of this holy man's great love for sinners remembrances of a kingdom where sin was no more where sorrow and punishment and death were no more where peace and joy reigned in eternity remembrances of the words which had sped from one end of judea to the other when jesus had publicly pardoned the magdalene light broke over the soul of the thief at last and as they hung there together on calvary he and jesus the thief recognized in Mary, at the foot of the cross, the woman his mother had described to him in telling him the story of that wondrous night in Egypt thirty years before. As he looked upon Jesus, and as the eyes of the divine Son of God sought his, and rested in infinite patience for the light of grace to glow in his soul, he saw that the man-god at his side was dying for all the crimes he and sinners like him had committed. He saw repeated in himself the whole sinful world which had heaped its ignominious burden of guilt upon the man of sorrows, and that Jesus Christ was dying to ransom the whole world of sin and shame. Such grandeur of soul, such generosity, such a sacrifice he had never dreamed of. His heart had stood still with the astounding wonder of it all, when Christ had whispered those healing words of pardon, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And turning to Jesus, with eyes suffused with tears of repentance, he uttered those words which saved his soul, and gave to us the strongest rock of confidence in our own trials. Lord, remember me when thou shalt come into thy kingdom. Lord Jesus, I have sinned. The commandments of Jehovah were as clay in my hands. The world is filled, and always will be filled with sinful men like me. Death, punishment, and hell are our portion for we deserve them all. But thou hast done no evil. Thou art dying for love of me, a sinner. Thou, Jesus, 
Christ the Anointed, Son of Mary, God of all, Savior, is there any hope for me? And Jesus, as he paused in reply, remembered all that he had taught the world in those three years of public life. He heard again the words he had said to the man sick with the palsy. Be of good heart, son, thy sins are forgiven thee. He saw again, through the blood of tears which blinded him, the scene in the house of Simon, when Mary Magdalene, the most notorious of all the sinners of Jerusalem, knelt at his feet and washed them with her tears. And he remembered again how he had turned to her in divine tenderness and said to her, Thy sins are forgiven thee. Go in peace. He knew that after his resurrection he was to confer that power upon his apostles and disciples, when he would say to them, Whose sins you shall forgive, they are forgiven them. All this flashed through his mind in a moment, as the good thief waited breathless for a reply, and he saw that from that moment until the end of time the eyes of men and women would be lifted up to the cross on Calvary, and that every word he uttered would be echoed and re-echoed forever. And then he turned and said to you and to me and to all who are really penitent, and sorry for having offended him, Amen, I say to thee, this day thou shalt be with me in paradise. O oh my God, the wondrous mystery of prayer, shall we ever understand its power and efficacy? There, on either side of him, were crucified two men. Only once before had our blessed Lord been alone with two men. It was on Tabor's mount, when he was transfigured before the apostles. And behold, two men were talking with him, and they were Moses and Elias, appearing in majesty. And they spoke of the death that he should accomplish in Jerusalem. That day had at last arrived, and Jesus Christ, transfixed upon the cross between two thieves, looked out over Jerusalem, looked out over the vast world, and saw the lines of division stretching far away from the Mount of Calvary to the uttermost parts of the world, saw men and women of all classes and kinds ranging themselves in two immeasurable lines, and those lines began at the foot of the crosses of the thieves. One was true to him and the other rejected him. One prayed for the spirit of penance, and the other reviled him. One gazed up into the eyes of their dying master, gazing with all the longing of children losing their father, and begging with voices grieving with sorrow, Lord Jesus, remember us, remember us, for we are children of the kingdom thou art entering now as a conqueror. The other long line of sinners saw only the vileness and ignominy of Calvary, saw only the horrid bruises in his sacred body, and with hearts that rejected the grace he offered them, they reviled him, cursed him, and flung at him the cruelest taunt of all. If thou art the Christ, save us. We understand nothing, nor want to understand anything of the mystery of penance and contrition. We want no sacrament of penance. We want solely to forget, for there is no sorrow in our hearts. Oh, my God! It is all too terrible, this sight of the dying impenitent thief. He had been sprinkled by the precious blood which flows from thy wounds. He was there so near to his dying Savior, and yet sin had conquered him so fully that his glazing eyes were filled with hatred for the Lamb of God, so fully that his hands would have struck his Redeemer were they not fastened to the gibbet. Again we stand like little children before this awful contrast between good and evil, like little children who grope in the darkness for safety. Justice ruled at thy right hand, O Christ, mercy at thy left. O King of glory, Son of justice, Lord God of mercy, 
gaze down upon us brothers and sisters of the good thief number us not among those whose hearts have been hardened look upon us as thou didst upon him for we too have been thieves o god thieves of a worse sort talents of grace and of nature thou hast given to us and like thieves we have stolen them for our own evil ends they were given to us for our salvation we have thrown them to the wind in the pursuit of the pleasures of the world it is we who again and again have robbed thee of thy glory by our pride and vanity it is we who have bartered like thieves in the night the purity of truth for the lies of the world it is we who have cast aside the white garment of love thou hast placed upon our shoulders in holy baptism cast it aside for the wretched bribes of the lowest pleasures in life how often o god might we not have been left to grow hardened and impenitent like the others jesus beloved master let this impenitent thief descend from his cross he has proven himself unworthy to die by the side of thee let me take his vacant cross let my hands and feet be crucified in his stead let my body burn with the fast approaching flames of death let me die close to thee o divine lamb let me make amends for all the sins which have driven me farther and farther from thee let me confess before thee on that cross confess to all the world as the good thief did that thou art the son of god the lord of the kingdom of heaven the fountain of mercy who died to save me i ask not i dare not ask o king of glory to possess paradise today for i am unworthy of it but i am weary with the struggle lord jesus and my heart falters as it looks down the lane of the years that may remain and it trembles with the thought that it may lose thee give me the grace to remain like the poor thief ever at thy side let me hold fast to the cross thou hast placed upon me tell me o oh my god in those rare moments when my heart has forgotten all else but that it belongs wholly to thee tell me that one day i shall be with thee in paradise tell me that i shall live only for thee and that i shall die to all the vanity of this life and end my course in thee reigning in heaven with thee for all eternity end of section three